tonight, I want to welcome all of our campuses to the second week of our series entitled Welcome Home for Christmas. Come on, let's just honor and welcome all those campuses. Man, we're excited to have you guys with us. So we are in a Christmas series. This Christmas, I, I felt like it was really important to talk about the word home. You know, we just finished up a couple weeks ago, Thanksgiving, and many people come home. Many people, matter of fact, as a pastor, I meet so many people uh, that are coming in from out of town. I, I know there's a lot of people that go places, but then there's also a lot of people that come here. One of the things that's really cool, we still have college kids, and it's really cool to be able to see when all of our kids come home. There's something about, there's something about that thought of home. You know, the reality is, is that Jesus left his home. The Christmas story is the fact that Jesus left his home, the eternal home, his heavenly home. He left his home to come to this earth, to make his home among us so that we ultimately could go home with him. Isn't that powerful? That's the mystery of the incarnation. And what did he bring? Well, he brought us some gifts last week. We talked about the gift of his peace. In a day and age in which we live, we need the peace of God like never before. He also brought a gift today I want to talk to you about. You know, a lot of you guys have your tree up. We have ours up, and, and, and there's presents under the tree. And, and, and what are those presents? And matter of fact, it's funny, in our house, my, my boys, because they like to sleep in, you know, they, we kind of became a Christmas Eve opening present family. You know what I'm talking about? Now, my 11-year-old daughter, she's a traditionalist, and she wants to make sure that her brothers get up early on Christmas morning because she wants to open on Christmas morning. How many you know she doesn't have influence over those boys? It's hard to wake up those boys in their 20s, man, early in the morning. But the bottom line is there are, watch this, there are gifts under the tree. You know, God is a giver of gifts. And I believe there are gifts that he brings to us. We've talked last week about the gift of his presence, his peace. Today I want to talk to you about another gift, the gift of forgiveness. Why, why did Jesus leave heaven and come to the earth? Because we we're in desperate need of forgiveness. Today, I want to talk to you about the gift of forgiveness. It's interesting when you think about Christmas time, many, many family members, you'll be guys, be going to different parties, people will be coming to your house. It'll be family members, by the way, that you're looking forward to seeing, but there's other maybe family members that there's a little bit of apprehension. I'm going to tell you why. Because maybe you're not where you need to be in that relationship. Maybe there's some, well, there's some unresolved things that you're still working through. I believe this message, like no other message, addresses that. Because there's probably some forgiveness that needs to take place. Now, I know that people talk about forgiveness a lot, but it's often misunderstood. Reminds me of this story about this elderly man named Joe. Joe and his buddy Bill were friends for a long time, and the last couple of decades, they had up falling out in their life. And so, man, Joe was, he was in a hospital. He felt like this was his time to go. He was right at the edge of eternity. And so he called another family member and said, man, I really want to make things right with Bill. I don't want to stand before God one day knowing that I'm not right with my good buddy, Bill. So he calls Bill into the hospital and they reconcile. And Joe says, man, I, I want you to know, I, I didn't mean to, you know, a couple years ago, you know, we had a falling out. I said some things I shouldn't have said. And 
Of course, Bill, you know, he forgives Joe. He says, man, look, I forgive you. And, and they, they reconciled. And with great relief, they both kind of resolved. And there was this big sigh. And as Bill was walking out the room, Joe just lifted up his voice. He says, but remember, Bill, if I get better and get out of this hospital, listen, all bets are off. And I didn't mean anything I said. It's pretty terrible, but the reality is, do, do we have to come right to the end to get everything right? I think about all the people that go into eternity with some unresolved things in their heart towards maybe even those that they love. The gift of forgiveness. Forgiveness is often talked about. It's often preached about. You hear about it all the time. You hear about it in our culture, but, but it's, it's really tough to actually walk it out. How many times do people, if they could really see in our heart what's in our heart, those little oughts, those little offenses, how long do we carry them around? Now, forgiveness is multidimensional. It's, it's we receive forgiveness from God. We extend forgiveness to others. A lot of people don't understand it, though. A lot of people don't live it out and walk with it. It reminds me of a little boy that misunderstood forgiveness totally in his relationship with God. And somebody overheard this little boy praying, Lord, if you can't forgive me and make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm really having a good time just like I am. You know what I mean? It's like, Lord, if you can't change me, if you can't forgive me, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay just the way I am. Is that forgiveness? Is that what it's about? I'm going to ask all of our campuses, it's important to look up on, on the screens. I've, I wrote this little chart out. It's a graph because I think a lot of people misunderstand what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. Let me talk about what it is and what it's not. Number one, forgiveness is an act of our will. Forgiveness is not a feeling. How many conversations have you had? Maybe how many times have you said that yourself? I'm going to forgive that person when I feel like forgiving them. The problem is you never feel like it. We don't wait, listen, till all of our emotions are lined up before we forgive. As a matter of fact, I've walked with Jesus 30 years. Here's what I found out. You make a decision to forgive and then the feelings come after the fact. Feelings follow decisions. It's not the other way around. Forgiveness is not, or forgiveness is based upon God's forgiveness of us. Forgiveness is not based upon what is fair. It's not based upon what is fair. Sometimes things are incredibly unfair, incredibly unjust. Forgiveness is not based upon that. Forgiveness is supernatural. I thank God as a believer in Jesus, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God lives on the inside of us, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When we make a decision to forgive, our will is empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk that out. Forgiveness is not natural. It's supernatural. We make a decision in the natural, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit with this supernatural power. Forgiveness is, commanded in the Bible, is a lifestyle. Forgiveness is not an occasional thing. In other words, we are commanded by God to forgive. Why? Because of the damage that he knows it does in us and in others. Forgiveness. I'll give you this last one. Forgiveness is possible with one party. Reconciliation needs two. That's important. 
A lot of times we think, well, I can't be reconciled. Matter of fact, some people carry offenses in their heart they had towards a parent that died maybe 20 years ago. Well, how can that relationship be reconciled? Again, they're in heaven or, or wherever. But the point is, is that, is that forgiveness is really about our decision letting go of the offense. And oh, how important it is. I think there's no greater time than the holiday season than this Christmas time to really do an internal inventory. What's happening on the inside? O- only you know, only you and God knows what's, what's in your heart. If we were to unpack all of what the Bible says, and, and matter of fact, if we, were, if we were to unpack all of what's taken place in our culture almost the last two years, there's been a lot of words said about a lot of people, and there's been a lot of little, what I would call, word bullets fired across the bow. A lot of words, a lot of strife, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of things that have been said. There is no greater time than now to forgive. When you and I don't forgive, we carry around the poison in our soul. Wow. That's why Jesus talked about it so much. That's why the Bible talks about it so much. Because forgiveness is about our relationship with God. It's about our relationship with others. And by the way, it's about our relationship with ourself. What are you carrying around on the inside? What am I carrying around on the inside? Those little things that become big things. Matter of fact, it's so important. It impacts families. It impacts businesses. It impacts churches. It impacts, it impacts communities. It impacts nations. We all need forgiveness. Every one of us. Reminds me of a story I heard of a little girl who one day walked up to her mom. And she says, Mom, you know, her mom had beautiful brown hair. She said, Mom, I'm just noticing there's some, there's some your, your hair, there's some little kind of gray hair that's coming out. And the mom quickly responded to her and says, yeah, you want to know why I'm, I, I've got these little gray stri- strips that are coming out? You want to know why? It's because every time you do something bad and wrong, it makes some of my hair turn gray. The little girl is quick as, I mean, she, she goes, mom, I don't like to hear that, but I was also thinking about, is that why grandma's hair's all white? <laughs> That's a brilliant little girl. Come on. You know what I'm, she's an attorney. Okay. To be, you know what I'm saying? How horrible, How horrible to say that to our kids. And yet we forget that we were somebody else's kid. And of course we were perfect, right? Everybody say forgiveness. Forgiveness. Scripture has a lot to say about forgiveness. It's a foundational tenet to the Christian faith. Foundation is the, it's the foundation of our faith. We're forgiven by God. Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? Even as God in Christ, watch this, forgave you. Pastor Steve, why should we forgive? Because we've been forgiven. You guys know the parallel, man. All the parables of Jesus where he talked about forgiveness. How many times should you forgive? 70 times, all this. What's the point? Uh, the point is we've been forgiven by God. And our offense against God was big. Do we even have the right? No, we don't. To not forgive. The Greek word for forgiveness is charisomai. It's from the Greek word charis, and it's it actually means, it means grace, and it means a grace gift. In other words, it's, it's you give it freely. By the way, have you ever given a gift to somebody that didn't deserve it? Of course you have. Or they didn't earn it. That's what a 
gift is. A gift is, this is profound, deep theology. Well, it's a, it's a gift. That's what for givenesses. is. Wow. In other words, when somebody doesn't deserve it, you extend it. And that's where we get messed up. Well, I'm not going to forgive them. Why are you not going to forgive them? They don't deserve it. But forgiveness is not based upon their worthiness to deserve it. It's based upon God's commandment for us to do it. Because there's collateral damage between our relationship with God, our relationship with others, and our relationship with ourselves. And by the way, that's what Christmas is about. It's about God bringing peace to the earth, God bringing joy to the earth, but first God bringing forgiveness to the earth. Just think about this for a minute. Jesus, in the book of Philippians, it says he left the glory of heaven. Paul wrote about this in the church at Philippi. He, he set aside his divine privileges, his div- divine prerogatives. He set it aside to come to earth. I'll tell you why. Because you and I needed forgiveness. Philippians chapter 2, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Taking on the form of a bondservant. Coming. This is Christmas. God with us. Emmanuel. Coming what? Coming what? In the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Christmas is all about forgiveness. Today I want to talk to you about three aspects of biblical forgiveness. Number one. I want to talk about God's forgiveness for the world. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says, An angel of the Lord, this is so powerful, an angel of the Lord speaks to Joseph in a dream, sharing not only Jesus' name, but also his supernatural mission. Of course, we know the story of Mary and Joseph and Joseph's concern. He finds out she's pregnant. Oh my gosh, what's the deal? Get ready to put her away. And an angel of the Lord shows up in a dream and speaks to Joseph. And gives him not only the name of this baby, but the mission, the supernatural mission. Listen to this. Attached to him. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she, Joseph, she's going to bring forth a son. And you shall call his name. What's that next word? Say it. Jesus. For he will save. That's his name. Here's his mission. And he will save his people from their sins. When a baby is born, they need a name. Matter of fact, I was pastoring this couple years ago. They were part of our church early on, and, and I think they've since moved away to another state. And I'll never forget, when they, their, their baby was born, they couldn't land and agree on a name. And so uh, I, I remember, you know, texting, it was years and years ago, or calling at the time, actually years ago, and I said, well, you know, how's it going? You know, well, pastor prayed for us. We've not named our baby yet. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. They went nine days without giving a name to their child. It's like, they went like a long time. I'm like, at some point in time, you like gotta give it a name, you know? And, and, and so, because let me tell you something. I mean, naming is, it's a high level. It's the highest level negotiating skills known to man. You start negotiating, you know, get the baby books, you know. How many of y'all had the baby books names? Come on, the name books? Okay, y'all are so holy. God gave you a dream and gave you the name. Okay, we had, we, you know, we go through names and you go through books and all this. Let, let me tell, let me help everybody. Guys, let me help you. So don't suggest if you're having a daughter to name your daughter after a high school girlfriend's name. Don't do that. 
Don't, don't, don't do that because you don't, don't do that. There's a lot of, just don't, there's a lot of don't do's. Okay. There's a lot of crazy names out there. By, by the way, we ought to all go. How, how many of y'all remember the boxer, George Foreman? Come on, just right. You're, okay. We ought to go George Foreman. You know what he did? He named all of his boys the same name, George. He has said George, 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 George first, George, George. I mean, you know, it just, it just, you know, look, there's lots of dialogue about what is the name. Joseph had the name, came from an angel, came from God, delivered by the angel. His name is Jesus. By the way, Jesus actually was an ordinary name then. It meant Yeshua or God, Jehovah, the Savior. I mean, there's still people called Jesus today. Y'all do realize that, right? I mean that. There's still people. That, you ever met somebody named Jesus? There's a lot of Spanish people, Spanish baseball players. Hello, Jesus. Can you imagine meeting somebody and calling him Jesus? There's a lot of people named that today. So it's an ordinary name, but a supernatural mission attached to his name. Supernatural. So it's ordinary. And by the way, I think that was God's design. We don't serve a God that doesn't get us, that doesn't connect with us, and then become one of us. How many are grateful we don't serve a God that's way far off, distant like Wizard of Oz, but we serve a God that became one of us? Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Isn't that powerful? Oh, yes. Jesus, he shall save his people from their sins. Yeah. Matter of fact, the very first time that Joseph and Mary went to church. You guys know they went to church? Did y'all know that? Very first time, went to the temple. Nine days, Jesus' birth. Nine days later, go to the temple. Very first two people that talked to him. One is a man named Simeon. Mary and Joseph walk in. You know, they're trying to figure out where do you check the baby in for child care, you know. <clears throat> and they're like, I don't have my number, you know. I'm sorry. And this old guy, he was this prayer warrior intercessor named Simeon. And he goes over. And he goes over, I don't know about you guys, but like, I loved holding my kids when they were, you know, I held them when they were babies, but I was always like worried about holding my, like I had, you know, worried. I was like, I don't want to touch this all spot. Something, you know, Jennifer, of course, she's watching me the whole time. You know, I'm, like, I'm doing my best, you know? And so, and so this guy, they bring, they, this actually is in the Bible. They bring Jesus to church. They don't check him into childcare. They bring him into the like main worship service. And there's this old prayer guy, his name's Simeon. He goes, can I hold him? Luke chapter two, he actually holds the baby. He's not the preacher. He's not like doing baby dedications, but he's like this old prayer guy. And he holds him up and he says, for, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Now, no, it gets better. Then there's a woman in the church. All right. Her name's Anna, a prophetess. And she goes, surely I've seen the salvation of God, the redemption of Israel. What's the point? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You ever get You ever like meet somebody, you know, and you got your kids, you know, like, oh man, looks like dad, looks like mom. I bet you they're going to be a baseball player. That's a little ballerina. How would you like, you know, Mary and Joseph, they bring their baby to church. He goes, that looks like the savior of the world. <laughs> That's high expectations, <laughs> you know. That's bigger than my child made the A honor roll. It's big time. Everybody say Jesus. That's his name. Here's his mission. Savior of the world. The very first thing he did is he came, watch this, to offer forgiveness to the world. Now, not the, the whole world's not saved, 
but it's not because he didn't die for the world. Number one, he offers forgiveness to the world. Number two, he offers the gift of forgiveness to you and I personally. God's got this massive gift, the gift called Jesus. It's available to the world, forgiveness. And the reason why Jesus has come to forgive the world is because all of us need forgiveness. I know I do at times. The fact is, is that we all need forgiveness. And the reason that we all need forgiveness is that we've all sinned. I know it's hard to admit that today. And even in our culture, we change the terms. And No, we've, we've all sinned. As the Bible says. And you know that you've sinned. I know that I've sinned at times. The, the Bible actually call, says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all, everybody say all. <clears throat> all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. We've all missed the mark. When I was studying this message, for this message, I, I realized something, <clears throat> and I want to share it with you. All sin is relational in nature. In other words, all sin hurts a relationship. It may hurt our relationship with God. It may hurt our relationship with someone else. It can hurt us. Sin hurts relationships. Let me give you an example. I think this will help you guys. <clears throat> Ten Commandments. In the Ten Commandments, how many Ten Commandments are there? This is powerful. How many? I'm just seeing if y'all are still with me. Are you with me? Sometimes y'all get real deep and are listening. I'm not sure if you're just like intent. Okay, there's ten. The first four are about our relationship with God. You ever thought about that? Don't have idols before me. That's about God. Don't make graven images. That's, that's about God. All right. Then they transition. Then it goes, watch, don't lie. That's about people. Don't lie to people. Don't steal. That's people. Don't commit a dog. So it goes vertical, horizontal. All of us at some point, watch us, have sinned against God and we've sinned against it. Sin is actually a relational violation. You ever, you ever, um, had a conversation with somebody, maybe that you're friends with, and maybe it could be a family member, maybe you've had coffee or lunch with them, and, and, and you feel like there's been this distance, and there's, please, this is so important, I don't want anybody to miss this at all of our campuses, and they, and they, and they, there's been some distance, so you, you have this meeting, and in this meeting, you say to them, you say, listen, I just feel like we're not where we need to be in our relationship, and they say, I'm going to tell you why. The reality is, um, about two years ago, you said some things that really hurt my feelings and quite honestly, it offended me. And so I pulled back and you said, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so what? What would, what would normal people with a normal heart that is tender towards people, what would be the normal, good, healthy response? You're now made aware of something you didn't know. You're like, I'm so what? I'm so what? Sorry. That's, that's healthy. Remember this. Prior to that moment, you didn't know that there was a deal. you just like, I, I didn't realize that. So you say, I'm sorry. What's, 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 what's one more step that we should add into there? At least one more step. We should say, I'm sorry. That's acknowledging it. But then you should say, please what? Please what? Please. Why is that? Because sin is a relational issue. 
Now, you may not have known about it, but the moment you know about it, you should own it. That goes in our relationship with God, too. People come to Christ, they come into a relationship with God, and they don't realize, they're like, man, I start reading the Bible, I didn't realize, you know, some of these things. Now the Holy Spirit's dealing with me, I'm reading the Word of God. Matter of fact, listen, the moment that you're aware of a violation of relationship is the moment you should own that, and the moment you should confess that. And when you do that, restoration takes place. Guys, you want to know what the word confession actually means? It's from two Greek words conjoined together, homo legeo. Homo means same. Legeo, logos, word. It actually means saying the same word. In other words, you're agreeing with God about this. When I confess my sin, I'm actually agreeing with God that that, that is sin. I'm, re- I'm realizing I, I, I've got unforgiveness in my heart. I confess that I've got pride. I confess it. I'm going to say something. This is maybe new for some people. It shouldn't be for those that have been walking with Jesus for a while. This is a big biblical truth. This is why Jesus came. Why did he come? Why did he come? Why did he come? This is so hard for our culture to even get. What I mean by our culture, current culture that people don't understand the Bible. Listen to what I'm about to say. Do you realize that when we sin, we're actually violating our relationship with God. You sinned against the holy God. Now, now, if your view of God is that he's this detached reality in some other stratosphere, then you don't see sin that way. Let me ask you a question. Why did you ask that person at the table? Why did you ask that person at the table to forgive you? Because you realized that you had sinned against who? Them. Why do we ask, why did Jesus come? Why? What's this whole thing about? What's the, why, why did he come? Because, I'll tell you why. Because we'd sinned against God. Oh, man. But the good news, but the good news is, is that we don't have to stay in our sin because we've got a great Savior that wants to forgive us. Come on, how many are grateful for the grace of God? Yes. So forgiveness, Jesus, number one, he died for the whole world. Forgiveness is offered to the whole world, but the whole world's not received it. You know what confession does? Confession's the trigger. It doesn't produce forgiveness. It releases forgiveness. Yeah. Number two, he died for us personally and wants to forgive us. Yeah. But number three, he not only gave us the gift of forgiveness, Why do we forgive? Because God in Christ forgave us, so we should forgive others. I don't think, I'm going to make a statement, I don't think there's anything that'll stop up. You know what a PVC pipe is? Those of you that just are piping. I don't think there's anything that can clog up our spiritual PVC pipe, our connection with God. There's nothing that can clog that up more than it being filled with the mud of unforgiveness. Man, you, you talk about somebody who's spiritual. I, I, let me tell you, I know I got born again with some people years ago, and, and I don't know where they are in their relationship with God. They're definitely not, they're, they're, they're not according to their testimony, they're definitely not where they were. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they didn't process a hurt. They got unforgiveness in their soul, and they got knocked out the race. Pastor Steve, are you telling me that 
unforgiveness is that important, even though we've been forgiven by God, we've got to extend that to others. We've got to extend it to others. By the way, if you're married, you better be, I don't care what your profession is, I'm a professional CPA. If you're married, you better be a professional repenter to your spouse too. If you want to give, because I mean, you can feel it, it gets real quick. It's like, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm so sorry, honey. I'm, I'm so, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I, I really didn't. Doesn't mean we don't have convictions and values. Doesn't mean all that stuff. Of course we do. But when you know there's a violation in that relationship, by the way, that ought to be our way with our relationship with God. That we quickly, quickly, we, we own it. Let me give this last and final thing our gift of forgiveness for others. That's a gift. By the way, there needs to be some emails, probably some texts. There may even need to be some lunch appointments, maybe some breakfast. In other words, let's, take the, let's, let's not bring any baggage into 2022. Let me give this last thing. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even, oh, why does Paul have to add this? Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You must do it. You must do it. Not if you think you mu- it's, it, it's an imperative. It's that important. Why? All sin is relational sin. But guess what? Forgiveness is relational too. God wants you to walk in a healthy relationship with him. God wants you to live in healthy relationship with others. But you got to own it. It's tough for us to own it sometimes. It's tough for us to admit that we've got unforgiveness in our hearts towards others. It reminds me of the story of an old preacher who was closing out a passionate sermon by asking a congregation, how many of you will forgive all of your enemies today? Everyone raised their hand, except one small elderly lady named Mrs. Jones. The preacher inquired, are you not willing to forgive your enemies, Mrs. Jones? Do you not have enemies? She goes, I don't have any enemies. Wow, the preacher said, Mrs. Jones has no enemies. She, this is amazing. Mrs. Jones, how have you managed to live so long and you have no enemies? Mrs. Jones stood up and she boldly said to the whole church, well, I'll tell you why. I simply outlived all those old hags. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. Listen to me. Listen to me. Forgiveness is not about having aught in your heart till all of your enemies die. Because remember, unforgiveness contaminates you as well. Yeah. Everybody say, get it out. Don't bring that. Listen to me, guys. You want to have a good 2020? You know, the preachers talk about, we're going to have a year of faith in 2022, which I believe. A year of possibilities, which I believe. A big expectation. I believe that. Let me tell you. You want to talk about one sandbag that'll keep your balloon on the ground? It's unforgiveness. It's unforgiveness. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Maybe you guys watch this. Maybe you need to write an email. Maybe you need to have a face-to-face. Whatever you have to do. Number one. His name is Jesus. His mission is to forgive the world. Number two, he wants to forgive you personally, but then after you've received forgiveness, he wants you to extend it out. Extend it out. Extend it out. Yeah. Y'all receive that message today. That's going to help somebody today. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads.
Just give me just one moment with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed. Every one of our campuses, maybe you're here today and you're not where you need to be with God. Maybe you've never asked Christ to forgive you. The first step is recognize that you're a sinner and that you need a savior, all of us. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, Christ died to pay the penalty and price of your sin and mine and to forgive us. Question, are you at peace with God? Are you ready to stand before God? I can't save you. Church of the King can't save you. I'll tell you who can save His name is Jesus. Have you ever trusted Christ as your Savior? In just a moment, with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, those that are joining us online, all of our other campuses, I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Christ. And here's how it goes. The Bible says you personally must confess Christ as your Savior. You personally must believe that Christ has died on the cross for you and is raised from the dead. With everybody's heads bowed and their eyes closed, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. I need Christ to forgive me today. If that's you, at the count of three, just as a sign of faith, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a moment. Would you do that at the count of three? Pastor, I need Christ. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. If that's you, one, two, three. Quickly hold your hand up high so I can see it. God bless you, sir. God bless you guys up front. God bless you in the back. God bless you up top. Anybody else? Pastor T, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am, right there. God bless you, buddy. Jesus is here. I'm telling you, Jesus is not condemning you. The Bible says that Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. That's the gift of forgiveness, a fresh start. It's a fresh beginning. Oh, the joy of a new start. Church, with everybody's heads bowed and eyes, because let's pray with those that are trusting Christ. Can we do that now? As a church family, let's all pray together. Come on, let's pray with them. Say, dear Jesus... I come to you today, a sinner in need of a savior. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say this, say, Jesus, wash with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this, say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an incredible message. And we don't want to rush this moment without taking a second to acknowledge those of you who have made the decision to follow Jesus. Man, we are so excited for you. And we know that this is the best decision that you will ever make. We really are so excited because we know that the Bible says the old you is gone and the new is here. Man, we are so excited and we would love to get the opportunity to talk with you. If you would like to talk to someone about what it means to follow Jesus or if you need prayer for any reason, we have hosts right now who are ready to pray with you. You can let them know in the chat and we would be honored to get to talk to you. And if you made that decision today, we would love to hear about it. Why don't you click the link in the chat room right now or text the word decision to 822-822 and one of our pastors would love to connect with you and hear a little bit more about your story. Well, guys, we have a bunch of amazing things coming up throughout the month of December, and we are so excited for this series, Welcome Home for Christmas. We believe that it is gonna be such a source of encouragement for you and the people around you. And as we're ending service today, I wanna just take just a second and ask you, who in your life do you know someone who could use the joy, the peace, the encouragement that can only be found 
in Jesus. Man, take a minute right now to reach out to them, send them a text message, maybe a phone call, share today's message with them and reach out because you never know, maybe Jesus could change someone's life because of the simple invite that you make. So step out in faith and believe and watch what God can do through you. And as we end today, man, we just wanna invite you to come back and join us again next weekend. And if you're giving a year-end offering today, thank you so much for being faithful and trusting God to move through you in the lives of the people around you. There's a link in the chat room if you're doing that today. And we'll see you here same time next week. Have a great week.